Pastor Ed Taylor says you're not alone in that trial you're facing today. So often if God doesn't deliver us from the trial, he will deliver us through the trial by going with us through it. Others might have given up on you a long time ago, but not God. He's there with an ample supply of grace to get you through today, in the moment. None of us are exempt from the problems of life, even though I think our prayer sometimes is, no more, Lord, I can't handle it, no more. It's too much. God has his hand right on the finger. He knows what you and I can handle, and he's there to deliver us. This is amazing grace. The past 12 months or so have been challenging and overwhelming for many in our world. Maybe you'd say that's an understatement. When difficulties surround us, there's something important to remember as followers of Christ. Today on Abounding Grace, Pastor Ed Taylor shows us we can rest in Jesus Christ and provide ample support for this claim. From Hebrews chapter 4, here's Pastor Ed. Number three, we can rest in Jesus Christ because nothing We can rest in Jesus because nothing is missed by him. Remember verse 13? In verse 13 it says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. This truth reminds me of the rest in Christ because Jesus knows. He knows everything that's going on. Let me just put it this way. No one is getting away with anything. No one. God knows it all. So much uneasiness, so much anxiety comes as we wonder why people seem to be getting away with so much evil. Why, Lord? Well, why are you letting them get away with that? I don't understand. How how is it that they got that kind of sentence? Or how is it that they didn't even go to jail at all? How is it that that my relative is this? And how many is it? I don't get it. Jot it down in Psalm 37. The Bible says, fret not because of evildoers. And what do we do with evildoers? We fret not, we fret a lot. Because it bugs us when we see unrighteousness. It bugs us, it it bothers us. There's that sense of right and morality in us and it bothers us to no end and it causes great grief in our hearts. Fret not, the psalmist says. I encourage you to meditate on that section of the psalm, Psalm 37, later today. Evil men seem to be prospering while the righteous seem to be suffering. We tend to fret when we see evil being done. So much neglect, so much abuse, so much pain in the world today. You'll hear some of the stories, some of the testimonies, and your heart just sinks. It hurts. It literally aches at someone else's pain. And the response is, Lord, this is wrong. It's just not fair. How can they get away with it? And for how long? Remember this. You can rest on this fact by faith. No one is getting away with anything. The Bible says there is no creature hidden from his sight. Everything is naked and open. You know, maybe some of you have felt like asking God, and maybe you've said these words or similar. 
You've just, in your prayer life, you say, God, don't you see what they're doing? Don't you know what they're doing? Don't you see how they're talking about me? Don't you see what they're doing to me? Don't you see what's happening? And, and it's almost like you can hear heaven say this, if that's been you. It's almost like you'd hear God say, oh yes, son, oh yes, daughter. Not only did I see what you see, but they're doing a lot more that you don't even know about. And I see that too. And you're like, oh, thanks, Lord. But he knows even the things that you don't see, that you don't know about. Don't worry about it. That's the word of the Lord to you today. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You go, yeah, that's not a very encouraging word. We mean, don't worry about it. Just, that's it? That's what you tell me? Don't worry about it? How is that in the Bible? Well, listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. So don't worry about tomorrow. That's the word from Jesus to anyone that follows. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Trust me, God says. Jesus said, just trust, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't, don't, don't ruin today with worries of tomorrow. And I didn't look it up. I probably should have, but I didn't look it up. But those that study these things say that of all the worries that we go through and all the time we waste with worrying, like 99, 98% of the things we worry about never happen. And so we've lost a day, a week, a month, a time of our lives that we'll never get back because the worries of tomorrow rob us of the joys of today. And I'll tell you what, if there's one thing that will steal your joy, one thing that will steal your peace, one thing that will steal that sense of rest in God is worry and fretting. And so today we can rest in Jesus because nothing is missed by him. Nothing, nothing encompasses everything. God knows everything. Number four, today we can rest in Jesus because as we learned last time, we have a sympathetic high priest. I can't emphasize that enough. Jesus Christ is sympathetic with you. He cares. Notice with me in verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. If you weren't here last time, you do need to get last week's study where we focused on our great sympathetic high priest in depth how he cares, how he's faced everything that you have faced. Jesus Christ knows what you're going through. He's experienced it personally, yet without sin. All the temptations, all the pressures. We have a high priest who knows our weaknesses. He knows our plights. He knows our afflictions, not just in theory, but experientially. We come to Jesus, to his throne of grace, so that we might find help in our time of need, that he might meet us there, because he knows us and understands us. It's easy to forget that God, high and holy God, the Son of God, became a man to meet us where we are and to walk among us. John chapter 1 verse 14 says, the word of God became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. God sympathizes with you, even empathizes with you. It's such a great ministry of the Holy Spirit when he sends people into our lives that understand our pain and problems. But they don't take the place of our great sympathetic high priest. God knows. He knows. That's one of the end results of your present pain is to receive comfort from God personally. Today you need to cry out to God by faith to meet you in your time of need. 
It's he alone that will provide the kind of compassion and sympathy and care that you need. I'll tell you, this is a truism for many of you today, is that in your greatest times of need, you almost immediately to turn to a person instead of to God. And if that's a habit in your life, it's a bad habit that needs to be broken. Because you can turn to a person, but you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you could, let's say you say, well, I'm in a great crisis. I need to call pastor out of call. So go ahead. You pick up the phone, you call, and it's ringing. Okay, okay, I'm feeling better. It's ringing. Okay, and then it clicks, and you're like, ready? And it says, hello. And you go, hello. And this is a voicemail. And you're like, oh, man, that's no help. Voicemail? What's voicemail going to help? And you leave your message, and you're in a worse condition than you were because you put your, all your hope in a phone call. Or what about you call your friend, a real dear friend? And there's someone that has helped you in the past. And you're in a great crisis. And, and you call them, but you happen to call them on a bad day. So they're not feeling too good. They're not really feeling it. And so you call up. And instead of giving you God's word or encouraging you, they give your opinion. You know, ring, ring, ring. Hello. Oh, I'm so glad I got to hold you. I'm going through it. And it's just situation. And if they're in a bad mood, they go, man, I told you not to do that. It's your fault. Oh, that really helped me. Oh, thanks. I feel a lot better. And you might get the opinion of someone. You might get someone on a bad day. But when you call out to the, to the Lord of the universe who walked in the same human carcass that you did, on the same simple earth that you, you do, you will find love, mercy, and compassion and the exact answer you need to the issues in your life. And once God settles your heart, then you can reach out to a friend, minister within fellowship. But listen, there is no one on the planet earth that will sympathize with you like Jesus Christ. No one, not anyone. Only Jesus is your sufficiency. Your spouse isn't your sufficiency. Your parents aren't your sufficiency. Your best friends, your grandmother, your nobody on planet earth is your mediator between God and man, but the man Christ Jesus. No one can do for you what only Jesus can do. Why? Because he's the sympathetic high priest. He didn't come to judge and condemn, he said. He came to save and to rescue. You'll never come to Jesus with something you're facing that he doesn't know, that he doesn't understand, and that he won't help you with. That's why Peter, he learned this. Peter learned this because he told us, casting all our cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for us. <laughs> I love that. He knows our frame. He knows that we're just dust. Listen, Psalm 103, verse 13 from the New Living, it says, The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him, for he understands how weak we are. He knows we're only dust. Sometimes we forget we're just dust. We forget our own weakness and the weakness of our humanity. But he's not going to allow these things to destroy us, but rather will rush in coming to our aid. And then finally, number five, just by way of review, we can rest in Jesus because he saved us. We can rest in Jesus because his word is true. We can rest in Jesus because nothing is missed by him. We can rest in him because we have a sympathetic high priest. And finally today, we can rest in Jesus because, listen, God has an unlimited supply of grace to strengthen us in all our challenges. God has an unlimited supply of grace to help us and strengthen us in all of our challenges. Here's the thing. 
We just don't value weakness in our lives. That's not something we value. We actually value just the opposite. We want to come off as strong. We want to come off as someone that has it all together. We want to come off as someone that has all the answers and never has any problems. And yet all the while, we are, are, it's obvious to us that we're weak. And even the situation that's come into our life has revealed our own weakness. We don't have the resources to, to match it. I mean, listen, if today you have a financial issue and you wake up in the morning and there's a financial thing right there before you and you have money in the bank, you have money in the bank, most likely you're going to take out your checkbook, write a check and meet that need. You, you're just going to immediately, if you have money in the bank, you got a problem, you just write it and we'll take care of that. But if you don't have money in the bank, what do you do? You pray. You're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have any money. We're just in this place right now. We're just, we don't have any resources. Okay, so what do you do? You can't take out your check and write it because it's going to bounce right back to you and knock you on the door and say, hey, you can't be writing checks like this. There's nothing in the bank. And so what do you do? You cry out to God because your weakness has revealed to you your desperate need for God. And then you believe in God's word where it says, I will provide for you all, for all of your need according to my riches in Christ Jesus. And you trust that God's going to provide. Now, sometimes, of course, you may have been uh, following a biblical principle. You've been saving ahead for a disaster, for an emergency, and you write that check, and you could be praying and writing the check at the same time. But I'm talking about desperation. I'm talking about weakness. I'm talking about it's beyond your control. You're not going to be able to talk your way out of it. You, you can't heal yourself. The resources just aren't there. And what happens? When you're weak... You obey verse 16. Let's come boldly, therefore, to the throne of grace so that three things happen. When you come desperate before God, number one, you obtain mercy. Number two, you find grace. And thirdly, you find help in time of your need. Weakness reveals our need. Challenges, temptations, difficulties, trials come our way to remind us of our weaknesses. I know as soon as a hard thing comes... We cry out to God, asking Him to remove the trial, to deliver us, to save us, to rescue us. Sometimes He does. We say, praise God. But most of the time, He doesn't. Most of the time, He doesn't deliver us, but rather goes through the trial with us. All the way. Isn't that what happened to those three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Thrown into that fiery furnace. They went through the fire with Jesus. Daniel faced the lions with Jesus. Joseph was in the pit with Jesus. And on and on the list goes. So often if God doesn't deliver us from the trial, he will deliver us through the trial by going with us through it. Others might have given up on you a long time ago, but not God. He's there with an ample supply of grace to get you through today, in the moment. None of us are exempt from the problems of life even though I think our prayer sometimes is, no more, Lord, I can't handle it. No more. It's too much. And God has his hand right on the finger. He knows what you and I can handle, and he's there to deliver us. Did you know that sometimes you and I need to go through trials? We need them. And for some of you, you're like, wait a minute, Ed. That's not good news on a Sunday Bible study. I don't believe that. Is that really in the Bible? It is actually. Listen to what the Bible says. Peter would know, and he writes it to us, inspired by the Holy Spirit. 
1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. Listen. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be. If now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. The various trials that bring great grief to our hearts are intended to bring out the genuineness of your faith, Peter says. Because the genuineness of your faith, verse 7, being much more precious than gold that perishes, even though it's tested by the fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. God is working through the trial, and he has an ample, unlimited supply of grace to meet every need in your life and in mine. God has promised to be with you through them all. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and formed you, Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. And when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor the flame scorch you. An endless, unlimited supply. Remember Paul the Apostle in his life? He wrote his second letter to the Corinthians and he explained to them that there came a time in his life where there was a situation or a circumstance so bad and so hard and so painful and so difficult that he records for us and he describes that as a thorn in his flesh. That's how he describes it. Just like a, a big tent state that's just stuck in the side of his body. And he describes to the Corinthians, he says, he says, I didn't want that in my life. He actually saw the circumstance as a hindrance in his life to future ministry. And so he did what many, of us, what many of us do. And it was the right thing to do. He cried out to God, take this away. Take this away. Take this away. And remember the answer from Jesus himself? He said, my grace is sufficient for you so that my strength is made perfect in weakness. He has an ample supply of that strength to you today. And you can rest. Those of you that go, I don't think I can take another day. I don't think I could go through another week. By faith in Jesus Christ, he'll get you through the day and through the week. He'll take you all the way to the very end when you meet Jesus face to face as he strengthens you along the way. His answer is, I will show you my strength in your weakness. I will give you the grace that we need to endure this thing. I will give you the grace you need that's causing the weakness, the situation, so that I might be glorified. And we can rest in this great truth that God has an endless supply of grace for us. He's been faithful in the past. He'll be faithful today. And if God gives us tomorrow, he'll be, we'll wake up to a faithful God even tomorrow. Jesus promised, listen, he promised, he said, come to me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and lowly in heart and you'll find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is speaking truth here, of course. Come to him today. When you know and believe that God saved your soul, as you know and believe that God's word is true, as you know and believe that nothing's missed by him, as you know and believe that he's our, Jesus is our sympathetic high priest and he has an unlimited supply of grace to strengthen us in the moment, it gives us rest. It's not on our shoulders. 
And it's not dependent on our effort and all of our good work. God is faithful. And we can rest in the fact that God has a plan for this world and for you. And that his plan in Jesus Christ is sure and reliable. This world will not always be as it is. This world will one day not have evil. Evil will be gone. Sin will be gone. There won't always be oppression. There won't always be poverty. There won't always be disease. And that which destroys people's lives because Jesus is returning. And God wants us to rest in him, trusting him by faith. That's his heart and his will. And I know some of you feel like you're at the edge and you can't just trust anymore. There's just not another moment that goes by, not another day that goes by. But trust is as simple as making a decision. And saying, even if you have to say it out loud, I choose to trust you today, God. And in that spiritual millisecond, God activates himself in you. And you begin to enjoy the rest. You begin to enjoy the peace. You begin to enjoy the promises of God. And I know it's hard when you're in that moment by moment. Some of you, you, you have to make this choice every second of every day. Some of you are a little farther along and you're making this choice every minute. Some of you might be a little farther along. It's maybe every 15 minutes or 20 minutes. But all of us are always coming back to this place of God saying, will you enjoy my rest? <laughs> I've got it all taken care of. I saved your soul. I'm powerful enough to rescue you from bondage. Enjoy the rest. Mix what you've heard with faith and trust. Thank you for joining us today as we study through the Bible and learn of God's abounding grace. This is Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. Are you interested in hearing this again? It's easy to do when you visit AboundingGraceRadio.com or through our church app. Do a search for Ed Taylor in the App Store or Google Play to download that to your mobile device. Pastor Ed, I can't help but think someone really needed to hear this today. They don't think they can make it another day. They're exhausted. They're weary, discouraged. Do you have some closing thoughts you'd like to share on the subject of enjoying the rest of God? Well, Larry, you know, the difficulties of life, the things with COVID restrictions and everything that comes with it, life's issues, maybe even folks that are grieving, dealing with unemployment. I, I mean, on and on, the list could go. And I, I just want to say I'm sorry for the pain you guys are feeling as you're listening in, I know you're tuning into Christian radio because you want to be encouraged and you want to be strengthened. And, and when you hear about the rest of God, you're thinking, I don't think that's possible for me. But I do know by personal experience, even in the depth of great pain, as I choose to obey God, abiding in Him, trusting in Him, getting to know Him and our cultivating my relationship with Him, He's faithful. And it may not happen as fast as you want, and it may not happen even the way that you want, but God is faithful, and He's with you. And I wonder, too, if you're listening right now to this broadcast, and you listen all the way to the end, that maybe the issue in your life is that you aren't in a real relationship with God. You've never repented of your sins. You're not born again. That's the desire of God. That's our desire here at Abounding Grace, is to see you in a real relationship with God. So contact us. Contact us if you just want us to pray with you or pray for you. We have a dedicated text line. You can text us your prayer requests at 720-336-0897. That's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We'll pray for you. 
Uh, I get to pray with you. I pass them on to our team and to our prayer teams here at Calvary Church. We, we will pray with you. We'll stand in the gap with you. And we know, and I know by personal experience, God will give you his rest. You can trust him. Very encouraging. Thanks again, Ed. Our friend in the ministry, Pastor Skip Heitzig, has a great book that we'd like to get into your hands, and it's our featured resource this month. It's called How to Study the Bible and Enjoy It. Maybe you find it difficult to study the Word, aren't getting a lot out of it, or enjoying it for that matter. Well, in his friendly, relevant style, Pastor Skip provides wonderful, simple-to-use tools to help you enjoy Bible study. And we'll send it your way for a gift of $25 or more to Abounding Grace today. Call toll-free 877-30-GRACE. Again, we're at 877-30-GRACE. And thank you for your support, as it allows us to bring the teaching of God's Word to stations like this every day. We're constantly hearing from folks all over the world that are being blessed, and your gifts help to make that possible. You can donate through our website at AboundingGraceRadio.com. How has Abounding Grace blessed you? We want to hear. And it's easy to share your thoughts and prayer requests at AboundingGraceRadio.com. Scroll down to the bottom of our homepage and connect with us. We'll return to Hebrews next time out on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. We'll see you then. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church, Colorado, here in Aurora.